Today's episode of Films in Black and White is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. I hate to make this right. analogy. It's like a guy bigging up sex. And, and, and it's like, you know what? He's like, you know what? I'm going to rock your world. I'm going to rock your world. And you go in there and you last a minute and a half. And then it's like, that's not really rocking my world. That's kind of like <laughs> sleeping my world. And like, I Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. How we doing? Welcome oh, to episode great. 33 of Podcast to Kill, everybody. We're sticking with these James Bond titles until we run out. Oh, we love them. So, I don't know if you hear that. Oh, yeah. We're excited to be here with you today. Ooh. Got a little sizzle to it. I yeah, like it. Yeah, we got a little Barry White going this, this, this evening. My dad used to call Barry White Mr. Sweat. I don't know why. But, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. It, it's kind of got it's, like a black, you know, <laughs> like movies in black and white. <laughs> yeah. Nights. Kind of vibe. vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you are. You know, that first... Mr. Sweat thing. That Mr. Sweat thing is throwing me off because I feel like it is hinting to what this song is about. <laughs> and I don't know if I like that. So I'm just going to. I'm just going to. Now, yeah. when I asked him about it, he always used to say that it was because any video of Barry White, like he was just drenched. Like he just yeah, was such a big dude that he was always sweating. But we're With happy you're joining. Yeah, exactly. We're happy you're joining with us today. Happy you're here. Um, for anybody listening and for Brian's dad, just really quickly, this is not a, a podcast about black and white movies. <laughs> it um, is not. It's more about the composition no. of what we have going on here. Let's just check in with everybody before we get into it, do a quick roundtable, see how everybody's doing. I'm going to introduce Brian. Brian Roush, everybody. Brian, Hello. how are you doing this week? You know what? I'm doing well. I have a lot of anxious energy for the election next week. I don't know oh, where to yeah, go no, with I it all. Uh, I, I went for a run. I am. Uh, I, I have. A, we have a rowing machine now. I'm doing that. Hey, that's uh, fun. So that's yeah, and and doing yard work. So I guess I'm just cleaning up and working out. That's what I'm up to. <laughs> a you know, rowing machine. Yeah. If that's if that's yes. how your anxious energy manifests itself. That's pretty positive, all things considered. Oh. You could do a lot more destructive stuff than <laughs> very true. Than that. Very true. So, um, <laughs> Brian, anything you're reading or watching this week? You want to tell the people what you're getting into? Yeah. Like, so, uh, what am I reading? What am I watching? I I finished watching Woke on Hulu. Okay. So I started that like a month oh. ago. All right. Dropped off because we started watching The Boys. Okay. Still watching The Boys as well, but finally finished Woke on Hulu. And I didn't know how to describe it to people, to be completely honest. Sure. Um, 
it is good, but it it like borrows some of the energy from like a TBS like comedy almost, but with okay. like a far more serious subject matter. Sure. And huh. it's like a really weird blend, but it works more than right. it doesn't. So I recommend it. If you have Hulu, like it's totally worth it. It's it's good. Um, so yeah, I finished that this week. Didn't get right, much to reading. I thought I like took a victory lap after finishing my last my my audible book. <laughs> that's fair. That's so, fair. That's entirely um, reasonable. So yeah, I think that, that would have been three been months to. long. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm pretty sure I'm still on my victory lap from grad school, like right now mm-hmm. as we speak. And that was mm-hmm. like 10 years ago. So oh, yeah, man. no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Let's on. get to the man, the myth, the legend, Marcus J. Destin. How you doing this week, brother? Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Um, mm. I'm here. I- Good. That's <laughs> I all I'm at. I'm not. I'm here, so I got half the job done. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a busy week, but um, we only have a little bit more time left uh, yeah. in school with classes and stuff. So I'm just trying to tough it out, um, figure some things out on how I'm gonna pull myself out of this hole I dug myself <laughs> into. Uh, other than that, <laughs> other than that, um, I've just been chilling. I haven't really been uh, watching, reading, and watching. I've been like kind of in my eye on like some of the news and rumors that have been coming out lately. But other than oh, yeah. that, not haven't really read anything or watched anything outside of the movie for this week. So that's kind of where I am today. Okay, that's all right. right hey, on. you know, hey, we Brian and I both remember what it was like to be a student, and yes, especially now. Shout out to you yeah. and every other student who's like grinding yeah. through this shit because yeah. it's a lot. So entirely it's appreciate that and appreciate you just being here so i just want to say that's that's totally normal you're hitting that wall and i have no idea what it would be like hitting that wall like senior year in like this type of environment because i know when i was in that situation i was like what did i get myself into what am i doing what is (sighs) what is this and then you get over it and then and then you're like oh no it's gonna end um Mm -hmm. so yeah i will give you i'm trying to give you some of my energy marcus thank you i'm grabbing all of that i'm grabbing all of it but doug how are you doing yeah, man. Um, doing good. Uh, still rebounding from my bout with uh, pneumonia. So Ouch. I oftentimes, Oof, I oftentimes sound like a ninety-year-old woman who smokes a pack of cigarettes a day. Um, oh wow, that's true. Especially with my laugh, because I still have some junk in my lungs. So it's like a horsey laugh, and then followed by a cough. <laughs> so it just—it's a whole thing. We'll probably experience it here today at some point in time. Um, yeah, it. make sure you don't mute. Don't mute yourself either. Let the fans get <laughs> yeah, the full experience. Just, we're gonna roll with it. Um, we're gonna lean into it. Yeah, we'll call um, you Edith. I guess I don't know. That's, oh. <laughs> Edith Ethel. You know. <laughs> Maud, if you want, I'll take whatever Maud, you know, whatever wow. you know, fifties name you want to give me. Um, other than that, though, doing well, just trying to grind through it. We are very close to the end of the semester, and we feel it as much as as the students do. So it's definitely one of those things. Um, as far as reading and watching, um, Brittany and I started watching the first season of True Detective on HBO Max oh, because that wow. was not something that we watched when it originally came out. So we're diving who's into the, that. Who's the lead in that? Who's the lead in the True Detective? Because it changes well, the second season, right? Yeah, so each season, from my understanding, is like a different two lead detectives. And this one is 
um, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are your two leads. Yes. And Jesus, man, I mean, Matthew McConaughey, this was like peak McConaughey from a few years ago, like back in 2016, 2017. Yes. Because he did like Dallas Buyers Club. He did Mud. Then he did this. And so he was just in everything. And you can yep. tell he has his like acting chops really, really dialed in. So, yeah, yeah it's been really good. I really, really liked it. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm trying to watch some Halloween specials of like my favorite shows. So, like today at lunch, I watched um, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Halloween special who got oh. deep pregnant. So I'm just kind of oh, dive, diving into some things here and there um, for sure. So, all right. But yeah, so let's um, first off, we have to give another shout out to Maggie Roush. Okay. Yeah. So Maggie yes, Roush her. yet again is got a correct answer with our quote of the week. Um, go over to our Facebook page, films in black and white on Facebook, read the quote, the quote this week is from the classic uh, Christian Bale movie, American Psycho. And she didn't even get it from the movie. She got it from the book because that's the type of literary genius that Maggie is. Yep. So um, shout out to Maggie. Good job, Maggie. You are you're just crushing this. You know, I love you, sweetheart. We're Great have- work. Amazing job, sweetie. <laughs> I am so supportive. I could say, yeah. say this confidently that I would not if I were married to Brian, I feel like I wouldn't regret it. Just really quickly, I want to make sure <laughs> so sweet. Thanks. It's very, That's very really... supportive. I like so that sweet. bar. There you go. I'm not yeah. gonna regret this. Um. So yeah. So let's see how long she can keep this streak going. My <laughs> challenge to Maggie is keep this shit going, man. Like, don't give up on us, Maggie. Like, you keep checking in weekly and you keep giving us your guesses because if there's a winner, winner's gonna win. Right. I mean, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to win, but we'll kind of go from there. Y'all, um, I, love and, I love and support. Exactly. I mean, she's read so many books and watched so many movies. <laughs> like, to anyone who's listened to me, like, yeah, I know, like, some stuff, but, like, she knows a lot of stuff. Yeah, she, um, she gets so after it, for sure. I can't wait to see how long we can keep this going. Sure. So we'll see. Yeah, again, hopefully she keeps it going for a while. But we have to play our version of this particular activity, which oh, yes. is catch that quotable and mr brian roush um spouse to the literary genius maggie roush Uh is atop the leaderboard so brian much like uh, jeopardy the board is yours you can kind of figure out how you want to play this and which direction you want to go um so yeah just you know who who are you going with first um you know what i am i'm gonna send it over to marcus marcus okay. why don't you why don't what? you slam that quote down and we'll figure it out <laughs> all right i didn't know where that was going at all um yes. i suppose it's I better than lay that funky quote on me which is yeah, what i don't I know do you know slam that quote down because usually like you have just... to slam it somewhere so i just didn't know what was the direction yeah. No, uh, like we're at a table and you like have cards and you like I, slam oh it got it like, yeah you just right, I feel okay you. got it got it okay yeah okay. that's that's so my that's intent. my fault that's my fault your, I don't know what my impact was on you know you. what Brian I honestly don't know what goes on up here um so it's okay <laughs> it's all right uh, it's okay uh, okay here we go <clears throat> real loss is only possible when you love something more than you love yourself. Real loss is only possible when you love something more than you love yourself. Oh man, this is a movie where it's a someone is getting lectured at this. 
because they've been selfish. But I don't. I, I mean, that's just me stabbing in the dark. So, Brian, any any idea where to go with this at all? I mean, I don't know why when we do this, I immediately have to be like, is this Keanu Reeves? I don't know why. I've also <laughs> have to check off like, is this high fidelity? No, it's probably not. It's, I don't no, know why. I go to these like <laughs> I have to be careful not to make up my mind halfway through the second reading of the quote because okay. otherwise that's how you get like is this love and basketball because I, I've just made I, my I, bed and have to lie in it. So I will still mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, we don't know how how that that even happened. I mean octopus like uh, okay. stubbornness. Okay. That's how it happened. That's fine. Um <laughs> Marcus, um, give us our one word hint. Yes, please. All right. <clears throat> Your one word hint is good. D- Doug, I'm I'm up a creek here, so. And a matter of fact, I'm going to start giving time limits after you get the one word hint. Okay. You have five seconds to guess. So f- okay, I'm fine with that. So here's my guess. Cool. I'll just give you my guess. All my right. guess is: Is this movie the Good Dinosaur? No, it is okay. not. Okay. All right. Um, I like I like the guess. Yes. Yes. yes I like you. it. I like that. Is this is this movie The Good Shepherd with Matt Damon? Oh, it is probably not. not. Okay. Another good guess. Another I mean, good it's guess. a weird CIA movie. It was probably mm-hmm. wrong, but I was just like, I don't know. Listen, Brian, nobody's really wrong. Um, no such thing as an L. Only L we take is lessons. So. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm borrowing that phrase. That's oh, a it's good okay. One. Yeah, take that. Take that. Take that, Jim. Pick that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, okay. So the name of that movie is Good Will Hunting. Oh, my and that God. Is oh, Robin man. Good, good movie. Robin I knew Williams. Matt Damon was in orbit. I I just he, I didn't he's, know he's what planet. In the vicinity. He's in the vicinity. He was in <laughs> yeah. the vicinity. Brian, that's okay. actually pretty crazy that you that you that's, that you yeah but yeah that's a good it took movie. A totally dark turn with it because the Good Shepherd is not a happy movie. And I was like, well, this no. might sound like something. Well, Good like, Hunting is not a oof. Oh, that's that movie a good. Is, that's a good point too. Yeah. Also, that's a not dark one. like yeah. a silver lining type movie. And welcome right, back to the Matt Damon sad movie hour. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. Um, do I get to choose again? Yeah, you get to. Do you want to oh. go? Do you want me to go? It's you know what? I'll you. I'll go. I'll just all right. I'll just do this. Um, mine is short, sweet, and the and I'll leave it there. My quote is: "You're all going to die down here." The quote, very short and sweet: "You're all going to die down here." I know, very uplifting. Something you can expect when you tune into films in black and white. You know what I'm thinking? Is that? Oh, yeah. The first thing that came to mind was Dante's Inferno, and I just don't think that that's it. Sure. Um, then I thought God of War, and I don't think that that's it either. So. No. I have two movies, either The Descent, because that was a movie where she Ooh. went underground, and it's a horror movie, so it kind of fits with the week. Um, and then I also had a feeling that it was The Lord of the Rings, where he's talking to the ghosts and they're going that route. And I'm, I want to hear what Brian, what's the one word hint? The, Oh man, I was going to do two words. Um, Is there a hyphen? We could count it as one. No, it's definitely not. And I, (laughs) Oh gosh. And I know it's not a hyphen. That's how much of a geek I am. Um, I'm going to say your one word hint is the hive. The hive. 
hive. I put an article in there, but whatever. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? Hive. <laughs> Three, two. I mean, hive. Son of a bitch. Oh, Brian, is this Starship Troopers? It is not. Damn it. It is not. Oh. It is not. So, I was like convinced. That's a good I was is, like. I will definitely say this isn't the same family of movies. Okay. Okay. I'm very curious. Um, oh, that kind of gave it as a giveaway a little bit for Marcus. I just. Oh my that. gosh. Is it? It's not. Something in me wants to say Star Trek, but I feel like it's not Star Trek. Um, okay. I don't know. I'm just going to say Star Trek. Cause it's all right. Thoughts. It is the original Resident Evil. Oh, and it's the, the Red hive. Queen in okay. the hive, and yep. she turns to everybody, lets them know this wonderful yeah, message. Sure, and then yeah. The movie progresses with only two people making it out. So. Okay, damn. All right, that's a good one. You're right. That one, is Brian. the same orbit of. Like, yeah, but that's that's a good yeah. one. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking comedy style. For some reason, I was thinking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was also in the back of my head. Honestly, oh, I get it. Because I was thinking the comedy of Stormtroopers, but not yeah. necessarily the the, yeah. uh, the theme of it. So that's a, yeah. good, that's a real good well, movie. And it's not as tongue-in-cheek as Starship Troopers, but it's yeah. very much like, yeah. hey, we base this on a property, and there's a lot of guns and shooting. Yeah, so for enjoy. sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, okay. I also right. was – I couldn't stop thinking about Gears of War. Oh, oh shit. That I couldn't stop that. I was like, I know it's not a video game, I but mean, for some reason I had a hard time getting that out of my head. I mean, it's the Michael Bay of video games. It's so, I mean, like, I got absolutely it accurate. It's a whole lot of accurate. nothing and something. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It yeah, really whole, is. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like the perfect summer blockbuster movie as a video game. Yes. For sure. And yes. it has its place. But no, you're, you described it perfectly, Marcus. Yep. Yeah. All okay. right, Doug. Well, let's close this out. All right. My quote. I shall rise from my own death to avenge hers with all the powers of darkness. Oh my God. <laughs> I shall rise from my own death to avenge hers with all the powers of darkness. <laughs> I have nothing. Don't everybody guess I have once. Nothing. I, nothing. I have okay. nothing. All right. Brian, any any sense of I, where we're at I, here? Look, I, I know it's not high fidelity. We can get that out of okay, here. Okay, good. Awesome. Um, Glad we've established that. You're right. It's not. So <laughs> go with that. Darkness. Dude, what's the damn hint? Yeah, dude. The hint is vampire. Okay, wait. Okay, it's either Interview with a Vampire, Blade, or no, Interview with a Vampire was a bit dark. Marcus, you you should guess for you are. Uh, I feel like you are closer to this than me. To avenge her with all the rise of darkness. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm gonna say Interview with a Vampire, but I know that that's not it. It is not correct. Yeah, that's not it. What's another vampire movie? I'm gonna be mad when I hear. It. I don't. I I mean, vampires are overrated. I'm sorry. I I, I I feel like I'm in chunk it territory. <laughs> um, just gonna squib kick it. Close up. Yeah, the I'm gonna say Ghost Rider. That is not it either. And I'm <laughs> starring Nicholas Nic Cage. A Nicholas Cage movie. I'm you glad go. you went with a Nicholas Cage movie. I'm you know, also I'm gonna secretly chunk. upset. I'm going to chunk big. I'm also secretly upset that I've never tried to use a quote from that movie. 
fight. <laughs> which which is funny because Ghost Rider one, pretty good movie. It's Ghost Rider two, not bad. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, I yeah. didn't even see it. Two this, is random. What is this it, quote is from the Gary Oldman classic, Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's from like wow. 1992, 1994, something like that. Um, Gary, it's starring Gary Oldman, Anthony Jeez. Hopkins, and Keanu Reeves. Um, Anthony Hopkins plays Van Helsing, and Gary Oldman plays uh, Dracula. Shut the front door. Yeah, I, I am blown away. I can't. I that. Wow, mm-hmm. I feel I like you Charlie jeweled us a little bit here. I, I like, did a little bit. I did a little bit. This and that's is one cool. of like my Charlie. If you're listening, that's cool. Like, yeah, it's, cool. it's not. It's not a dig is at that all. Like, where they're stuck in a bar and they have to fight all vampires. No, it's. I mean, it's literally like the like the book Dracula, like the original oh, story see, of wow. Transylvania. I guess I never realized jazz. Keanu Reeves was in that. Yes, I guess I is. need to rewatch it. Yeah, and the woman. There's the the. I'm trying to. I can't remember the girl's name who plays the love interest of because it's Keanu Reeves, you know, gets with Van Helsing because Dracula takes over the mind of his lady love. So it's a oh, whole thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, also we mentioning got... Van Helsing, let's not forget that Hugh Jackman Van Hugh Jackman Van Helsing movie. Oh man, that, that, that movie out there nuts. Like that a solid is... staple of like USA cable programming. I feel like from yeah, like that's... 2000 to 2005. They show the fuck out of that. Oh, movie. They really yeah. did. They're like, oh shit, baseball's <laughs> over. NCAA's not doing anything, and we ran uh-huh. out of we ran out of Law and Orders to show. Van let's Helsing. Just do, let's just do Van Helsing. People won't be mad about it. So no. yep. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Well, we all got the goose egg, which I guess is okay. So you know, hopefully... these were good. I feel like these were decent, like guesses and movies. Yeah. Like I don't the know. Pro- I thought that was good. The problem is, it's like we think better of each other, so we just kind of like give <laughs> them the best. When in yep. actuality, it's like we're rolling out like the the Draculas, the Goodwill right. Huntings. When in actuality, I should be like. Oh, this is from this is from Wayne's World. Like, I, I just need to take it down a notch. Like, <laughs> no, it was good. I hope so. I learned I learned things today, yes, and I feel yes. like that's that's the nice part yeah. about this segment. Absolutely. Um, before we get into our movie this week, um, any major news pieces that just jump out at you all that are worth mentioning? I mean, we've got a lot to unpack with the movie, but um, I mean, Hollywood continues to release some news. So, anything worth mentioning or getting into? Do we want to talk about the rumored Oscar Isaac casting for Moon Knight? I think that, Brian, yes, I would love to do that. So please, Brian, (laughs) take us away with that particular piece of news. Yes. So earlier this week, it was heavily rumored that Oscar Isaac would be playing the role of Moon Knight for the Disney Plus series Uh, I found it via deadline. A lot of other uh, outlets reported it. but yes, it appears that Oscar Isaac is in negotiations for Moon Knight. And <laughs> I don't know what to think about it, but it makes me smile. And not upset about it either. And the other big no. announcement is like they found um, – so Moon Knight is based in like Egyptian legend and Egyptian lore. And they actually found an Egyptian director oh, to direct good. the, the actual really series, good. which is okay. actually really cool. So um, super cool. So yeah, big announcements about Moon Knight. I mean, Brian's text to Marcus and I about some of the panels from the <laughs> mm-hmm. comic about Moon Knight. Uh, I'm I'm here for it. Like I I'm hope here they get for all it 100. Yeah. I mean, yeah speaking of Dracula, Moon Knight wants his money, yeah. and that I'm not kidding. There are <laughs> three panels that money. speak to that. Yeah. 
in various comics by the way and if you're not familiar with moon knight like that's cool folks he's like he's back there like yeah i would not have known about him unless someone Mm. like i feel like you meet people that are like super fans of like these obscure people and that's how you get into them Mm -hmm. and i met one in college uh and he was like dude moon knight he's the best and i was like i don't know who that is (laughs) (laughs) thank thank you but who is that Uh, okay all right and he's gonna do what and i'm kidding i think i've read one moon knight comic that's about it i mean Uh, when i heard about it i went down like the wikipedia rabbit hole to learn a little bit more but that's really all that i all that i know so yeah um marcus anything worth mentioning on your end that you want to touch on honestly i just want to say one day listen okay Although we got the Zack Snyder cut, right? Yes. Can we please stop asking everybody for a damn cut before I cut y'all asses? Because I ditto this. Like, we we get it. The Schumacher cut exists. Maybe I want that. Maybe I don't. I'm not that invested in Val Kilmer. Now everybody's asking for a Suicide Squad cut. Now everybody's asking for a damn. uh, There was another cut I just seen of uh, people talking about that they want to see. Hold on. Sorry. I want to say it because it was stupid. No, No, you're fine. Uh I I completely echo this, though. Like, I am not interested in getting any, like, just leave them where they are. Like, I mean, this is a very unique set of circumstances. Let's not go back to, like, 1987 and be like, you know, give me Spielberg's original Temple of Doom. Like, what did he leave on the cutting room floor? Just And while you're looking for that, Marcus, and interrupt me when you find it, um, I think the thing here, though, is, like, George Lucas opened this door, I just want to point out. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking, like, a director's cut, like Blade Runner. Like, that was different because there was very heavy, like studio involvement and there's just a different vision not like four more hours of blade runner Mm -hmm. um but george lucas opened this door when he was like i'm gonna re-release these movies and i these are the original vision and it's like yeah dude that's cool but they're not like original you 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 like they're special edition it's not the same thing right yes they're very different things and they're different things and then i just feel like it opens this door of like you can keep retooling your art which is fine but I don't know if we need a cut for everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and my thing is Zack Snyder is Zack Snyder special because he's two for two. Right. We we asked, we went and whenever the theater tries to cut him short, Batman versus Superman, they gave us the theatrical version and we were like, what the fuck is that? And (laughs) then we go and watch the director's cut and we are like, Jesus, that should have been in the theater. Right. So then he does it again with the Snyder cut. There and now they're talking about, oh, uh, uh, they want to do Spider Man four, the Spider Man four. They want to bring that back with Tobey Maguire, and I'm just like, let Toby rest. Maybe Toby don't like <laughs> Spider Man as much as y'all like Toby. Right. Right. Let that okay. man retire peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just damn. Let, let people move on. What was the other movie? Did you know? It was Spider Man four. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah we don't Spider Man four. Yeah, we, no, we don't know at all. It's how many years has it passed? I don't want to watch that shit. I feel like I, I don't want to see that. I mean, no. and I don't want to like get down like art is iterative and I really encourage no. people to like keep iterating, but to like try to package it and make us hyped about it. Like don't, yeah. that's yeah. not going to get everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's only because you're fucking with people's nostalgia. Like let's stop doing that. Yeah, like let's right. start creating more original work. And then like, sometimes we just have to let things go because what I've realized is watching a lot of the shows that have come back, like, Right. Not these necessary, not necessarily these shows, but like one on one, the Meet the Parker, the like the Parkers, yeah, all yeah. these black infamous black shows that come on, like, like on Netflix. You watch them, and then right. you're like, this show is really just about portraying women in a thirsty way. Like, oh man, like a, I don't, I don't think I like this. And we could do kind a whole podcast on this. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. 
Like, yes, because I watched some of those shows on UPN. I think it was yeah, UPN. It was UPN. Yes, it was absolutely UPN. And I, I th- and I just remember being like at the time, I was like, well, this is great. And then I, I checked them out because like I was like, well, I haven't watched this in 20 years. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is not what as I good as I thought it remember. was. No, maybe I should yeah. not have been watching this as no. like an 11 year old. But me, is, right. me, me, the black blasphemy in me is like, I can't say out loud that I don't really fuck with this, but I don't right. really fuck with this. Yeah, like, no kidding. I don't yep. know if I like it that much. Well, and, and the other thing is, is that like. And, and Family Guy opened the door with this when it was like canceled off of Fox yeah. and it went to oh, Adult Swim and Cartoon yeah. Network. And then they yeah. went like, oh, shit, it's catching on. Well, we'll just bring it back to Fox again if it's yeah. such a big deal. Like, again, there's some precedent with that one that maybe mm-hmm. we just don't need. So mm-hmm. super agree, yeah. though. I'm on board for that. We don't need every cut train for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Um, really quick. I have two pieces of news that are just quick glances over um it was announced that marvel's uh shangzi and the 10 rings um they finally completed all of their shooting um all of their filming um and the best news of that is they come they filmed everything with zero positive covid tests so whatever they did they were able to like bubble their people or you know they were just able to be responsible about it so glad that they were able to kind of figure that stuff out yeah. so super no cool. surprises marvel's gonna do that shit they're gonna do it the fucking right well they way. also you know, they, they have a ton of money to. to do it too yeah right yeah. they can they can afford it because they got the the disney money behind them mm-hmm. so um and the other piece of news is um kate winslet uh le- a photo from avatar 2 leaked this week of kate winslet um underwater in what looks like gigantic wings um and so it's <laughs> like a super weird yeah it's like she's in a gray like cgi suit and she's got these big like flowing wings and she's underwater um we actually she released and did an interview with collider um and announced that this is a, a scene that's a part of a navi ceremony um and apparently she held her breath underwater for like seven minutes what which is fucking nuts um What's that? Excuse me. Yes. Nobody gives a damn about Avatar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I mean, can we stop talking about this shit? Like, no, yeah. no. Shout out to Kate Winslet for doing her yes. due diligence and going the full. You know what I'm saying? Go all out because that's the role, and and, and I'm glad to see you're dedicated for it. The Avatar talk in general, I'm over it. Like, oh, 100%. Geez, I'm over it. Like, it feels like at this point, Avatar is just trying to. It keeps trying to hype me up to bring the attention away from marvel it really literally feels like that like for yeah. how many years have you promised avatar two three four five six and seven like damn like come well, on was, now and that was part of the problem when james cameron released his like i had a vision of a world i was creating because yes. he didn't just say like oh i'm doing a sequel he said yes I'm doing four more of these things yeah. that are going to shoot and be created into Ugh. 2026 or 2027. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, there's no way you can keep that hype train going for the next six years. Like, nobody gives a shit that I, much. <laughs> like, Marvel Marvel movies are different. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your Mar- thought. Marvel movies, are, Marvel movies are different because you're getting different stories, different characters, and they're all slowly connecting all together. So for the next six years, we're yeah. going to get something that leads into something something bigger maybe twice over right but when you look at avatar it's like you had this time and it was a great time don't get me wrong and everything was beautiful and you probably set the tone for a lot of shit but like 
then you give me this large space and all of you're doing in that space is hyping it up. It's like, yeah. let's, I hate to make this right. analogy. It's like a guy bigging up sex. And, and, and it's like, you know what? He's like, you know what? I'm going to rock your world. I'm going to rock your world. And you go in there and you last a minute and a half. And then it's like, that's not really rocking my world. That's kind of like <laughs> sleeping my world. And like, I don't really, I don't really know what you want me to do here. So like, what do you expect me to do? You expect me to be excited when you're like, but I got a sequel. But the first one was like, uh, mediocre at best. Like I don't Jeez, need the sequel. This is, okay, it's, it's eerie how spot on you are with that analogy, <laughs> Brian. Please, I don't know if I'd use that example. I get the vibe of what oh, you're talking about. Yeah, I get about. the vibe. Yeah, and what I feel like with Avatar, and this is the test I run with like a lot of franchises, but and I've talked about this. I think with Maggie's family and with some other friends, and then I got into a weird thing on Twitter with with someone. But basically, I'm like with Avatar. I can't remember the main character's name. I cannot tell you yep. exactly yep. like why they needed to do the things they did. Like, I can't tell you why, like what I, the motivations were. I remember the rough outline of the plot. And right. I remember that everybody was hyped as shit about it because it was in 3D. <laughs> that's what I remember. And the third, and that's my third thing. I felt Avatar was visually, it is probably one of the most visually yes. impressive movies yes. I've ever seen. Yes. But it also felt like a tech demo, almost yes. like a little yeah. bit of like James Cameron being like, look what I can do. Yeah. And just wow. kind of be like, look at it. And you're like, okay, yeah. it looks good, James. Like, this mm -hmm. looks fantastic. And he's like, okay, bye. Like, yep. and you're like, oh, you're not okay. And then, like, two years later, it kind of feels like he just was like, you know what? I should like make a thing of this. And it's like, oh, well, we kind of moved on and we have Star Wars back and um, Hunger Games is a thing. Um, and he's like, no, I'm gonna, yeah. And the last thing I'll say about this so I went to Disney World last year before, obviously, before the pandemic was like it was. Yeah. Um, big vacation we planned. And one of the things that, Maggie was like, you have to go to Avatar. Like, it's incredible. And I was like, eh, okay, like, whatever. Um, but I, of course, trusted her. And uh, we went. It was incredible. Like, they really built out Avatar. Oh, sure. And I was like, wow, like, I see how, like, this kind of felt like a test run for Star Wars, like for the Star oh, Wars yeah, era. For sure. And so I just can never get away from this sense of, like, Avatar being this, like, look what we can do. But there's just, like, not a ton of substance. No substance. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. That was I, great, Brian. That was I, much oh, better yeah. than my sex analogy. Oh, there is, I mean, but I feel like that prepped it for for like reveal. have yeah. Avatar world. Team, but teamwork, Brian. Right? Oh, yeah. Teamwork makes, makes the dream, dream work. work. Teamwork. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, I could thing, go on and on, but that's my main point. And the big thing is, it's like the ending of that movie didn't leave me wanting a sequel. No hell, no. You knew it, what was about to happen. His body on, went into the thing. Okay, damn. Like, like yeah, he okay. got on his like weird pterodactyl looking creature and was like this is where i live now credits and i was like nobody gives a shit like i don't i don't now like you didn't set me up with like one of the military people coming back from the dead right. being like shaking his fist like i don't need any of this yeah. and so if, it just feels really forced to be the, like now i've created a world that nobody asked for like, if the avatar were 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 not blue people and were just let's pick a race and yes. it's the same exact story. Right. All you did was retell the story of Christopher Columbus. You just yes. came, took over an area, yep. and yep. just literally, but because everything was so goddamn pretty, then you're just like, 
oh wow but look at that though but yeah. but like when I'm, when I'm looking at it i'm kind of i don't want to be that guy but i'm looking right. at it like the plot line is basically you came in you tried to colonize an area and yep. you, you took some shit that didn't belong to you like typical american you know typical yep. american story classic uh, and, and that's what it was and and not to knock it because damn it's a good movie it was right. good when i seen it and watched it multiple times but damn a sequel yeah. i don't yeah. know yeah i mean and I, go ahead go ahead uh, I mean, I think the only thing I'll say is like, honestly, it's James Cameron. Like, I'm right. sure there will be mm -hmm. something good here. I just don't get the energy behind it. I don't yeah, right. know any Avatar diehard fans. I've never seen people like with Avatar shirts or like toys or like, collectibles. Right. Nothing like that. I've never seen the energy around here. And I'm sure there's so, some weird like, like cosplay for oh, esque sure. level. Cosplay sex, is fine. Sex, the moment I see a blue Avatar. Like, okay, yeah, that took a turn. Just, Excuse yeah. me? Well, I mean, I bet there's people that like are super into it that like do the full dress up. And do me, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Or whatever. Just do me a favor. Mute yourself. Um, <laughs> Brian, Brian go, ahead finish, go ahead, finish your point. He said a sex dungeon for Avatar. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to kink shame anybody. If that's your thing, like, cool. I just don't know anyone like that because nobody talks about Avatar. The last thing I'll say, the MacGuffin in the movie is literally called Unobtainium. Like, how lazy yeah, can no you shit. be, James yep. Cameron? Yeah, it just That's seems like, it seems like thing. he wrote everything else and went, oh, fuck, what do we call the mineral? Well, they can't obtain it. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. And, perfect. Like, the and everybody's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, go get your blue. Move on. Yep. It's, I mean, it's the story of, I mean, to Marcus's point, and this is the last thing I'll say, it's Pocahontas. I mean, yeah. it's uh, Fern Gully. It's, like, it's, it's, it's all, all of those, those movies. people raping the natural resources of a world and displacing the people who live there. And the people who live there are super in touch with um, yeah. nature and, and understand and respect the, the, the life and the ecosystem. I mean, it's it's all of that. So it's just yeah. trotting out the same trope and we just don't need it. So, yeah. What's up, everybody? We need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? You haven't. Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own, po own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have a, a, a more current movie um, to get to. Oh, um, oh, so geez. for this week, for those of you who don't know and who are just joining us now, um, this week, the three of us sat down, logged into our Amazon Prime <laughs> accounts um, and watched Borat subsequent movie film, which is the sequel to the original Borat um, that came out in 2000. <laughs> what do we say? 2006 early in March? Uh, 2006. 2006. So this is a 13, 14 year old movie now. Um, and so we're going to break that down for you uh, before we get into like the good, the bad and what have you. I'm very curious about Marcus's barbershop summary. Oh. how this fucking was, movie plays i was thinking about this the whole time i am 
genuinely <laughs> excited for this. So, Marcus, please mm, give yeah. us your barbershop summary of Borat subsequent movie film. Listen, here's what's happening. <laughs> this movie, this movie is 14 year old, 14 years overdue. All right, so you get this movie about this reporter. All right, he got this mustache, he got this accent. We don't really know where he's from. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, didn't do, didn't you know? I did my West thing and didn't really do That's any okay. research. We just know that there's a language, there's an accent, there's some, there's, there's some letters on the film that don't look American. And so you get this reporter, and of course we're picking fun at the foreign reporter. Okay, so listen, this movie surrounds Borat, Borashudin, whatever his name is. All right, um, and Borat is a reporter. Okay, Borat is a reporter. That after the first the, the successes of his first film, apparently everything went downhill. His country became a laughing stock, and then he also got punished for being a laughing stock. And then, therefore, hence his joke number one about the over amount, the overuse of penises in this damn movie. Okay, so that 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 when the week they kick you off right off the back, five minutes into the movie, you see your first penis, uh, and, and so there's that. Um, so then. Yeah. They go through the film and they say that, hey, we're going to send you over because now this movie focuses around really the election, Trump, Pence, all of that. And so what's going to happen is they got this monkey who's also a porn star and the number one cultural director in the country. <laughs> um, they're going to ship a Borat over to America. Borat is his responsibility to gift the monkey to President Trump. Okay, well, then they figured out, well, can't get to President Trump because apparently in the first film, he took a poop on his lawn. All right, well, so be it. <laughs> now, yep. they can figure out we're going to give the monkey to Pence. He'd be like, all right, cool. Well, then the, the, they meet, and, and apparently Borat lost everything. He lost his sons. He lost yep. a whole bunch of stuff. He he lost his, his family, his livestock. He considers his daughter part of his livestock. And, yep. and, and and the daughter is like really beat up and rough and lives in this cage and all this other stuff. They send her over and she ate the monkey. Great. She ain't the monkey. And and, and and now Borat is left because he's about to get killed. Now he got to give his daughter, his 15-year-old daughter, to oh, Michael Pence, who... Oh. Granted, they're making all these jokes. They're saying, you know, Michael Pence is a pervert, and and they called him. What did they call him? It was a doggy wagon. It was something like. I did not yeah, write the, all of those to down. the to the to, to the tune of pussy whipped that he yes. couldn't be left in a room with um with a with a woman. Yes, so there was that, and there's this ongoing joke about Trump being a vagina grabber and all these nasty things. So we watched this movie about basically. Oh, yeah picking apart America and how oh, fucking yeah. fucking weak we are and how fucking divided yes. we are and the movie revolves around him interacting with all these different people while he dresses up as Borat he's also dressing up a dress up he's a oh dude decides a dude decides another dude um that's a tropic thunder reference also we're going to have to talk about that time that Robert Downey Jr got away yeah. with blackface um, at some point we should probably touch on it today's not the day but yes you're right, right. we need to um i just i just want to put a pin right there um yeah, so it's a good place get to, to get it when you want it's a, it's a, you know thank you um so then we go to the, the rest of the movie the rest of the movie is him giving his daughter a makeover interacting with all these kind of people um really making them feel uncomfortable and really exposing themselves as to kind of the nasty fuckers at the world that we Yo. live in and so the movie really ends with him having a love for his daughter, um, his, his daughter becoming a, a woman or, or realizing she's a, a woman, Rudy Giuliani pulling a tube in. Um, it's a whole oh. lot of stuff going on here. And so really, uh, yeah. 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 To be honest with you, that is a 
fantastic synopsis of this particular movie. Um, I wrote down the part that you're talking about it. Um, the quote directly from the movie is, I need to deliver my daughter to the vice pussy grabber. It's oh something my gosh. He explicitly said yes. um, in, yes. in the movie. Um, just to give everybody a quick background about it why we got a Borat sequel, just very quickly. Um, uh, because financially, oh wait, go ahead. Wait, shout out Brittany. Oh, yes. Um, Brittany is holding films in black and white accountable. So my lovely wife, Brittany, um, all right. listened to the episode uh, where we break down the devil all the time. And in there, we mentioned that Borat <laughs> 2 is coming out. And at that point in time, if we go back to the footage, we go back to the tape. Yeah. We all said we were not interested in watching yep. this movie. So I yes. just want to hold on really quickly and say, Brittany, you got us. We watched it. We we you, actually you sat us. down. We watched it. We don't have an excuse as to why Not we Brittany. did, but it is what it is. So. You know, but we challenged ourselves. That's like, true. That's true. Dude. We did I, take ourselves you're right. out of We our did say zone. that. Oh, yeah. All, All three, three of us on, mic on microphone yeah. and mm -hmm. off microphone said that we were not watching this movie. Yeah, we said we were not interested and that we were not here for it. Yeah. Um, I still, I mean, after seeing it, looking back to the reason why we weren't interested was it was supposed to come out around the round. Like, I think it was about the same time the election was supposed to happen closer to November 3rd. Yes. I stand by that particular critique of the movie, <laughs> but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but really quickly, just to give everybody background on the first Borat and why we're kind of having this coming back to it. The first Borat was done budget wise for $18 million. It was a cultural smash. I mean, I mean yeah. His voice became something that every drunk idiot at a party tried oh my to reduce and redo. Um, and yeah. so, but the financials of it of is this movie made $262 million worldwide. Yeah. $18 million budget. So it, for lack of a better word, crushed it oh so my gosh. if we're kind of looking back on it i mean this was a good reason for am this was a good movie for amazon to roll out under mm -hmm. its prime functionality they've already come out and said and they haven't given, given specific numbers but they've said that tens of millions of people have watched this particular movie via amazon prime yeah. and um, according to collider they have a source that says that amazon paid 80 million for the okay. film um, okay. So take that what you will, but I want to add that to your facts. Sure. No, I that's good. Bring, I would also bring up why not both? Why? Why, why not both? Why? Right. Why not both? Yeah. yeah, completely agree. So, but that's where we stand as sort of the fast facts of like kind of how we got to this particular point in time. There's also a lot of quotes of like Sasha Baron Cohen after coming out with the original Borat says that his particular comedy style of satire is kind right. of to do exactly what Marcus said in his synopsis of. I want to make the people who say these type of like horrible things in the dark. Right. I'm going to make them say them out loud and get comfortable with the fact and show people how comfortable some of our, our, our friends and our neighbors are with anti-Semitism and racism and just bigotry oh, yeah. and hatred, but using it through a comedic lens. So mm -hmm. all of that, taking that and bringing it into Borat's subsequent movie film, let's dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's just start off with the good. What part of this particular movie, um, we'll start with Brian, what part of this particular movie works? <laughs> And I picked I'm up okay. Brian because he looked like he just watched an open heart surgery live <laughs> on his computer. 
I'm a pretty positive guy. So <laughs> I'm okay like taking the banner for good and starting us off. I, yeah. I the good thing about this movie was it in a weird way it showed these really touching heartfelt moments of like humanity and yeah i feel i have i will have more to say about that in bad of like why those shine through in the movie but sure. um yeah there are two moments in this film so there's a moment obviously spoilers for our fan i mean yes. y'all know this spoiler but, alert um uh, there's a moment in the film where the babysitter watches the daughter who yes. they say is 15 she does not i did not think she looked 15 but not it at all doesn't matter um and so the babysitter's talking to her as she's dropping her off for i'm not making this up breast like enlargement surgery, surgery yes. is the plot um they it obviously doesn't happen but that is what she has told the babysitter of why she needed her to drive her to the this hospital this operation center and the babysitter is she is talking to her about like why are you doing this like talk to me about this um you know walk me through this and and so the the actress maria bakalova um she you know she says in this funny accent like i want to be pretty and i just want to you know i want people to like me and xyz and like there's this really heartfelt moment of like yeah. no like and the babysitter says no you don't you don't need to do that like you're fine just as you are and it just i don't know that it just really shined yep. through for me and that was a really heartfelt moment i was not expecting in this movie as i was watching mm, all of these other no. horrible things that i'll talk yes. about later agreed um but i feel like sasha baron cohen and his team did a good job of like this was a candid moment like this yes. did not seem scripted to me mm. And yeah. she is telling this girl who she has never met before, like, yeah. hey, you probably don't need this. And why don't you just think mm -hmm. about it? Right. You don't um, have to do the things your dad is telling you to do. Right. You can go to college and you can be so much more than just a pretty face. It's yeah. a lot of what she's saying to her, which you're right, is an extraordinarily like heartfelt, genuine, candid yeah. moment that I, I agree. I was not expecting at all. So. No. And I, I want to I'll find the um, the babysitter's name here because I want to make sure I give her proper credit. Um, But I don't know. That was a good part to me. There were some good things in this movie, but it is a lot of satire and a lot of having us look at ourselves as a nation of just yeah. like, wow, this is yeah. bad. And that yeah. is a good thing in a way. But I wanted to at least lead with the thing that really got to my heart. So sure. Yeah. I'll start with that. Great. Marcus, uh, the good for you, things that jump out for the good for you. And I'm leading into you because of a discussion you and I had earlier yeah. about this exact same character. Yes, we so so I wanted to say, um, first of all, just shout out to, you know, me and my identity. I always like to make sure I highlight the specifics, like when sure. things happen. And so for me, I watched the film and literally the first thing I said out of my face was there goes the black woman saving the day once again. And so for me, it was yep. like, but then all I could think of was like Breonna Taylor. And, and, and it's like, I'm thinking yeah. of all these people who lost their lives. And I'm like, ex my, the, it was pretty much the exact same thoughts that Brian had of like, you don't even know this person. Yeah. You, you, you don't know this person and you right. literally did it out the kindness of your heart, regardless of the cameras, mm -hmm. regardless of the funny jokes. Because at some point it seemed like the, the scene in the car, like it almost seemed like the main actress wanted to say something, but yes. it seemed like it kind of caught her off guard that this woman was saying the things that she said to her. Yes. And, and for me, it was like. I'm watching this this woman and, and and there was even the one who the lady who owned the business like yeah 
Uh, she, was, she was like, you own this business? She was like, I'm Michelle. I own this business. And yep. seeing that, and even the women at the at the empowerment at the empowerment conference, like them That's bringing right. her in and 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 just being mm-hmm. like, no, you can be here, and even cheering her on when the kind of the stupidity started, right? But <laughs> right. like, I just you know, it it it's good that I got to see that side and see my right. people there. But I have some bad about it. Yep, and, and and maybe I should wait until the bad side to really get into it. So I will say totally that. Um, what I'll say about the good is, um, I want I want to let everybody know we understand the comedy of it, right? Yeah. We get oh it. yeah. yeah. It, it's not just us bashing it, and we understand what it's supposed to do. Yep. That doesn't mean necessarily that we have to like it. <laughs> There's Agreed. there's some classic intent and impact stuff I feel yeah. like happening with this film. Yeah, that we can I would, I would entirely agree with that assessment. Yeah. So, but I like um, the comedy. I like the the weaponizing this kind of satire in order to highlight something. That yeah. is what I will say. So that is the good for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna I mean kind of piggybacking on the good for me. Um, I, I will say this, and I and I entirely echo um Marcus's sentiment of. I get the humor and I get the intentionality behind it. Yep. Um, I mean, you are, you are, you are using satire to make a point. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm not sure who said it, but one of my favorite quotes is humor is a rubber sword. It makes a yep. point without drawing blood. Yep. Um, that being said, um, I think the good of this is, is Sasha Bear Cohen. And um, Brian said the actress's name who plays um, his daughter. There's commitment here. Like there's, I mean, I could not imagine, I mean, the scene where he is spending time and he's quarantining with those two dudes in the woods, like, holy shit. We don't know. They did a passage of time montage. We don't know how long he was staying with these two dudes in the middle of the woods for an extended period of time. And that's an incredible amount of time to commit to a character and, hats off to him i couldn't do it like I reportedly like it was five days he was in character Ooh, for, for five, five days, days. Oh, God. so that is that is taking on someone i mean they always say like you know there's always those actors that are like method actors that's like my job is to take a man's skin and walk around in him for yeah. five days this motherfucker did it like he yeah he, he actively got into someone else's shoes and just walked around and experienced the world so mm-hmm. shout out to him um, also shout out to the fact that he was able to insert himself into some pretty private moments, both yeah. for mm-hmm. the Republican party and for others. So, I mean, again, I think the, the, the commitment to character and the commitment to his process of playing Borat is something that we have to, to, to acknowledge as mm-hmm. that's a good portion of this movie. And it does lead to some genuinely funny moments. However, much like my esteemed colleagues here on this podcast, oh, I think there's some, bo- I think there's some bad here that we need to talk about and we need to unpack. I want to, I want to, I want to also say that the movie is funny. Yeah. I don't want to seem like we just got sticks up our butt or like whatever. (laughs) No, for sure. It it has ha ha moments. It has funny moments that you're just like, Oh shit. And like you laugh at that. But when we start digging into the bad, I want to make sure that we're really breaking down why we think it's bad. It's not that it's a bad movie. No, I'm just want to break down the, the things that how I viewed it. And, and, and I want, I think that's important for listeners to, to remember. No. And I think that's an excellent point. And I, I, I want to, I want to make sure that, that we're really, really taking the time here. I cool. think 
everybody experiences things differently. Um, yeah. and we, and everybody strikes it and they're going to be people that maybe you're a listener, you watch this and you're like, man, there's bad. I thought this was a home run. This was a slam dunk. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I agree with everything that's written on rotten tomatoes. It's a, it's a, it's a fresh movie. Like, and I couldn't say sing right. its praises higher. We experienced it a little bit differently and that's okay. Um, and if you disagree with us, that's fine too. Like, we just want you to know that I think there are some problematic things personally, from my perspective, there's some, definitely some problematic things existing within the movie that, that are worth exploring. Um, but before we go down that rabbit hole, any other good that we should touch on? I mean, I think, I think for me, I do want to point out, like, I do think this film succeeds in being a good satire of oh, yeah. where the United States is at. And sure. I feel for me, that is what makes me feel uncomfortable about it is just like looking at it and be like, yeah, this is really yeah. messed up. This is not good. I'm laughing at it, but it's true. Like a lot of the things that they point out, I mean, they go to a rally. Um, mm-hmm. They go to a rally. I think it was like a anti-lockdown rally in June a, in Washington. It was, the way it's listed when you hear about it, because there's some other news that came yeah. out after about this particular moment within the movie. Mm-hmm. Um it's they describe it as a far right, like a far right, like yeah. small government, like big, like big individual freedoms type rally is the way it's described yeah. as. And like I I enjoy I what I think the best way I can say it is I enjoyed how Sasha Baron was like, no, like we went here. This is what it is, and this mm-hmm. is happening, and you need to see it. That part was good, even though it made me incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, for sure. Um, just seeing like, oh, wow, like it is it is as bad as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just want to give a shout out to the the actress, Maria. Uh, Maria, yeah, like yeah, for sure. Maria she very Bakalova, funny. She entirely commits to this. She oh, yeah. doesn't crack once and you only get one take at some of this improv stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. She is speaking Hebrew. So Sasha Baron Cohen is speaking Hebrew. She is speaking Bulgarian. So yeah. they have no idea, to my knowledge, they have no idea what they're saying to each other, like when they speak in those languages. Yep. So that was all improv. And oh, for sure. wow. I I have done a series of improv classes. I am not an expert by any means. <laughs> oh, but your partner. Oh my yes, gosh, and that's all. what's that? <laughs> Stasual, a casual flex i understand oh no oh no, no um but what i do know is you need a good partner like yeah. for any team activity these two people are they had like a great relationship just from a comedic pair yeah they're doing it like oh, they yeah. get the vibe of each other and i think that's best the, the grossest but best exemplified with when they go to talk to the doctor about like the surgery oh yeah and she yeah. is clearly like trying to get this doctor to like like mm-hmm. r- wait what did you say to me yes. um and sasha Cohen has to riff off of that and they just did that like you don't mm-hmm. get a second take of tricking a doctor to say a very crass thing of like well yes i would romance your daughter if you yes. were here yes. Like, yes what are you talking about doc or, like, or even the commitment to like when they're at the debutante ball mm-hmm. and they do like for lack of a better word, oh. the period dance, yeah. like that, that level of commitment just to keep a straight face and to say like, no, no, this is a part of our culture that we've invented. Like oh. they were committed to that process. And as gross as that particular scene is, you're right, Brian, they make a fantastic comedic pair and, and riff off of each other really, really, really stinking well. Yeah. 
like I've actually I and I said this to Maggie. She did not watch the movie with me. She went to bed. Brittany didn't. Um, <laughs> but I said this to Maggie. Yeah, my wife didn't either. <laughs> yeah. so, so, all... so you get it then. So you get yeah. it. You yeah, get I it, get man. you guys. But I was like, honestly, I would have been happy if it was just her. And like Borat was in like oh, yeah. 20 minutes and then he like, I don't know, died or just couldn't go. Yeah. And it was just her yeah. doing it. I would have yeah. been okay with it because she was so good. But yeah, agreed. That is my good. Okay. Marcus, any other good that you want to touch on before we no, let's dive get to it? Okay, mm-hmm. let's get to it. All right. I want you, Marcus, I want you to start us off because you put a pin in a comment before, yes. um, and I want to make sure you get an opportunity to revisit it. So why don't you start us off on the things that did not go so well, or as we like to call it, the bad. Um, For me, the bad, the bad is also the good and the good is also the bad, right? But um, we, we get this, we get this beautiful woman, this beautiful black woman who is welcoming somebody into her home. Um, and her name is, oh, it starts with a J, I forgot. I found, it. I did find it, uh, Janice. Oh. Ah, shoot. Did I really close it? There we go. Janice Jones. Janice Jones. Thank you. Shout out to Janice Jones. Yes. Um, We, we get this, we get this black woman that is, that is, that accepts the daughter into the home. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and she doesn't really know what's going on because the film directors told her this was a movie about something else. and And it turned out not to be that, but her being just who she is, which she says in a quote from one of the articles we read, which, because it came after that, um, you know, she was, she's kind of upset that she was portrayed as the moral compass when she was just doing things the right way and, uh, and doing mm-hmm. things the right way because um, of the story that was told to them. And she didn't realize that this was a movie until the trailer came out. Right. Let's remember that. So yeah, the reason that I say that this is bad is because you put a lot of pressure on black women being the hero mm-hmm. right? um, because, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, they have enough to worry about with the intersectionality of life. You you have this film that portrays her as a hero, which is good because it's not bad that she's painted in the light of being this nice woman who just gives a damn. But it also is like, how much pressure comes with that for, for black yeah. women in general, for people that don't understand, you know, for people that don't get it. And, and, and it's like you expect them to save the world and then some. Right. That is why I had a problem with this, because literally in the article, she said she was just doing things and prayed and was praying with her church and, and yeah. excuse right. me, and was doing all of these things for the daughter because she was genuinely afraid that the daughter was in trouble. Right. But you don't have the um, you don't you don't do it the right way and tell her that, hey, right. this is what this was really about immediately afterwards. You just leave. You don't say anything. You don't right. clear up the air. You don't let anybody know they're safe because the gist is this daughter is 15 years old. Right. So these jokes are not being made about an 18 year old. They're being no, they're made not. about a 15 year old no, child. Yeah. And so you you take her, you carry her around and you're making all these jokes, which is OK. You want to catch people in their in their most vulnerable moments. But you have to think about how this affects people afterwards. Yeah, right. Like, and if you remember some of the things that the daughter says to Janice Jones oh at one point in time in the car, she's wearing horse blinders because yes. she doesn't think a woman should be able to drive. Yes. So let's start oh there. Yes. So when she's giving her a ride to the hospital, she Maria Balkova is sitting in the front seat wearing horse blinders and actively yelling at this woman like, are you able to operate a car? You shouldn't be able to operate a car. So there's mm-hmm. that. 
Then she has a conversation with her and Janice's house saying, I can't touch my vagine because it'll bite my hand off or oh, suck gosh. me inside my body. Then Janice that. is forced to actively rationalize oh, my with her gosh. that no, it doesn't bite. Yeah. Two, she says she wants to get the th- sorry, three, she says she wants to get um breast implants so she can be more attractive and they may help her swim. To which Janice has to say, No, they won't do. They they <laughs> you're t- she says verbatim, your titties are not gonna help you be able to swim. Mm-hmm. And so I entirely understand her belief of this 15-year-old is some de- in some deep shit. Yeah. Because that is some absolutely right field level stuff that they that she says and again you're right marcus make her sign an nda like make her sign a non-disclosure agreement that says like i'm gonna tell you that this is a movie but you can't tell anybody until it comes out that you know right right bail her out instead of making her wear this burden for however fucking long she was wearing it because at what point is it because at what point is it that you are no like you are no longer trying to prove a point and you're just an asshole because right, yes. you then become the bully because so much of you trying to bully the bully you become the bully and then and then and it's like you don't tell these people you don't know what kind of traumatic experiences right. these people have right. when back when <laughs> first Borat dropped mental health awareness was not like a big thing like that okay cool but oh, now no. that we know now that we know you don't know what she had to go through what she has may have gone through, what kind of childhood she had. Maybe somebody was telling her these kind of things. And just out of the kindness of her heart, you got somebody who wanted to take care and make sure that this daughter was okay. And I just yep. did not like, I was like, there go the black woman saving the saving again. And then I was yep. like, damn, there goes the black woman saving the world again. Yep. In and my I, mind, yeah. in no, my identity and, and in my understanding. I agree. Yep. I, I totally agree. And I think, I think another news news bit I want to put in here is, I mean, people have set up a GoFundMe for her because she was not really compensated well, I think is the best way to say it. Like, are you know, right. like, right. do we really have to talk about the history of how like folks of color have not been compensated properly? Right. Um, and that's, that's you use, 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 use for your own benefit. Yeah. And then right. you don't ever give back. No. Did you get, did you give back to the synagogue where you walked in and this motherfucker right. walked in there like there's actual drawings of how people Ugh. imagine Jewish people, yes. how they imagine them. And you walked in like that. Yes. And this lady with the kindness of her heart still embraced you yes. she still and fed you and hugged you and kissed you. And you still and you still had the nerve to make this still be about a movie instead of being like, listen, cut the fucking cameras. I can't finish this fucking yeah. scene because these women have too kind of a heart and you're making fun of women the entire time. Right. I hey. get the comedy in it. Yeah. But at a certain point, when is enough is when is enough enough? It's not about being PC. It's not about being a snowflake. It's not about being a liberal. It's about when the fuck is right, right and wrong, <laughs> wrong. And, and too far is too far. Agreed. And if you remember the reason why he went to the synagogue, just really quickly to Mm -hmm. remind everybody of the Mm -hmm. context who's seen the movie. And if you haven't seen it, sorry, I'm spoiling the reason why he goes. You know where you you are. Exactly. If you're this far, you know what you've gotten into. (laughs) At this point in time, he has gone into the synagogue because his daughter has read some literature that leads her to believe that the Holocaust didn't happen. And so he's going into the synagogue to essentially say, well, if it didn't happen, I'm going to let the Jews 
basic i think he at one point says disintegrate me with your venom and oh. so he's here to so in this moment these two poor sweet jewish ladies are saying no it happened and but not it, only did it happen it happened i was to in me. it yes. yeah so uh, again I entirely agree with the sentiment of like, it seems as if like, who do you sat? Like I get the vessel of satire to prove a point. And again, I get where the humor is from. And you're right. This isn't about being a snowflake. This is about like, come on, man. Like, are you really, is the point of this to say that these two people are somehow wrong, that they're somehow evil, that they're somehow look at how the system takes advantage of the, of the, of the kind hearted. Did that need to be your point? Or could you have left that out or skipped that as a moment instead of doing this? It just, like I said, it seems like just particularly. A no, and that is one of my biggest problems with the movie because I, it upset me so much. I, I Googled like anything I could have defined about this scene. Cause I was just mm-hmm. like, this feels wrong to me on so many levels yeah. because this isn't like, Ooh, gotcha. You did a racism, right? Like, <laughs> which is which right. to me which is the punchline that's right. the exactly yes. like and catching people in these moments of like no look what you did and this is bad this is right. why it's bad and here's how we make it better with this it was just to me it just kind of seemed cruel like i know sasha bear cohen is i know he is jewish himself but so i i read up on this so apparently judith dim evans is is the holocaust survivor who talks to sasha bear cohen he stayed in character for this entire thing. And there is an Amazon x-ray clip of her telling her story. Um, basically how she survived the Holocaust. It's awful. Like the entire story is awful. Just like any Holocaust story you can think of. And one, I'm like, why did you have this as an extra? Like this just kind nice. of feels like she poured her heart out to you. And you're like, oh, it'll make a good extra. Like the intent might have been, this is your story, but the effect was like, eh, it's not important enough to right. put in our movie to make a point. Right. Um, and so reading up on it, I guess Sasha Baron Cohen, Sasha Baron Cohen, excuse me, he he broke character, I guess, at the end of this conversation, told them it was supposed to be satirical, which I, like okay like sure but okay. you're still to me you're still causing harm to people mm-hmm. even by doing this even if it's for the greater good and i just Relive, that doesn't gotta relive well that trauma. yeah exactly yeah. exactly like to to look this guy dressed as he is to relive this trauma to talk about it right it just doesn't sit right with me to try to make a when you're trying to make a movie about like how the u.s is i just feel like there's a better way to make that point without re-traumatizing like jewish women hi there podcast listeners i'm amanda i'm ryan and i'm rachel and this is coffee in the macabre we're a podcast dishing out all the strange all the unusual with a little bit of creepy in between so pour yourself a cup of coffee lock your doors and strap in for some questionable conspiracies particularly paranormal occurrences and the most menacingly macabre stories this universe has to offer you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts and then not to like not to rehash like uh, and then again to go back to marcus's point you broke motherfucking character at the end 
for these people because they talked about the trauma that was apparent, but you didn't stop to consider the trauma that a black woman might experience in the nation wearing this role and being responsible for the entire country of being the moral compass. So you didn't break character for her. Which I believe is like, because if you say that he's Jewish, then all of a sudden at some point you got to feel bad because you're looking at yourself and you're, and you're right. you're relating to your own to be like, you know what, this might be too far, but you don't take the same steps and same procedures for somebody else outside of your own identity. So right. then at what point is the bully just becoming the bull is like the bully becoming the bully. Right. Right. And yeah. And again, and, I, and Doug, you made a good point too about the two guys in the, in the woods. Yeah. Like granted, yeah. whatever yeah. side that you fall on and I'll let you explain your point, but yeah. like whatever side that you fall on, you did the same thing to just maybe kind-hearted people that may be just like that's fair believe what they believe right and and so i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe expose so let me just talk a little bit about where i fall like in the political spectrum i i mean i vote blue down the ticket okay like i voted already like i voted blue down the ticket um but i think that there's something to be said and i get that this is kind of the point of the of the movie of like there are going to be silly political crazies that say some horrible things. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, how can you do that? Um, really quickly, just to recap some of the conversation with these two dudes, no. um, Borat asks uh, these two guys, <clears throat> which is more dangerous, the virus or the Democrats? They say the Democrats. They go down this line of saying the Clintons are evil. But just let's stop for a second. Because I think he's trying to make the point of like, look at how dangerous this type of thinking is. And I'm getting them to say this out loud. They took a fucking stranger into their house and let him stay there for five days. (laughs) A foreign stranger. A foreign stranger. Somebody that that doesn't look like them. And they stopped and said, he asked if he could stay with us. I mean, mean, if he's not going to tell the Jewish people that it's a movie until after, if he's not going to tell... Um, the babysitter that it's a movie until after, you know, he didn't tell them that it was a movie no. until they were well through it because otherwise they would have been way too eager and way too excited to participate. So there's Probably. something about this of like, I just, I wonder, I wonder what the point of this is. Mm-hmm. And the second thing, like, what's the point in showing these two dudes who took you into your house, into their house, let you stay with them for five days. Like, what's the point in like exp- exposing all of their i mean again i get the sense of humor but there's this really like deep internal battle with me of like i get the sense of humor i get the point this is really dangerous to believe this like crazy hateful stuff about a political party and again they go down these like QAnon like rabbit holes with him right there that's dangerous to think and that level of fanaticism is and that level of nationalism is dangerous but can we just stop for a second and say like they were really genuine and were really nice to you. Like, I don't know. There's just something that battles with it. And then I, I, it gets me into this whole, like, why didn't we see the, the democratic crazies? Right. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't we see the other side of this? So it just tells me that like you weren't trying to say and make a commentary on how fanaticism is dangerous. You weren't trying to, to, to make any type of commentary on, like how having deeply held beliefs and not being flexible in those beliefs is not a way to live your life. You were trying to show how crazy Republicans are and how they're ruining the country, or at least it feels that way. And you can ruin. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I I mean, I like I I get I get what you're saying. <laughs> I think 
I think there's a lot you could pick out of that. I, I guess yeah. what I took from it necessarily wasn't like he was trying to like both sides it. Um, sure. I think he was trying to shine a spotlight on like, hey, there these people are real. There, there right. are people that believe that QAnon, which is definitely not real. I want to put that out there. No, like, absolutely not Those real. conspiracy theories are not real. The Clintons are not evil. And there's not a like, you know, all of these evil things that people say about them. Um. And that some people buy into those conspiracy theories. I think sure. that's important to talk about and leveling out like, yeah, they, they did this nice thing, but oh, but these people believe X, Y, Z. And how do you square that? And I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen was like, you need to figure out how you feel about this. That's fair. But like, that's fair. It could be my misinterpretation. I can I can concede that point. Yeah. I mean, but that's how I that's how I took it. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Marcus. I, I kind of felt like <clears throat> another thing that you have to be careful of is your is ruining the relations and the ability to have conversations. Because when you expose people like this, they don't necessarily want to talk to anybody again <laughs> because they've gotten exposed. Yeah, that's fair. And so, like, why would I ever try to at least min ground or hear somebody out when I feel like, well, that last person that did it put me on camera and put me on blast to what you say? tens of millions of viewers yep. are yep. going to watch this family and non-family and judge me based off of that because I'm signing things. There's certain faces that are blurred and if, and you can only get, mm -hmm. you only get yeah. your face shown if you sign off on things. Oh yeah. Yep. I signed off Don't on this, work. not knowing if you told me that this is actually a movie, this is what the joke is, whatever the case may be. And now my face is plastered across screens everywhere. Yeah. My yeah. job, my friends, Whatever it may be, I get painted as this person, good or bad, and I'm forced to then deal with this while you get to go ahead and sleep in the successes of this movie. I'm forced to then deal with whatever the repercussions is or what, of whatever narrative you just painted over me, and that's Fair. fucked up. Yeah, and, 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 and Brian, to your point, you're absolutely right. I could be reading into it differently and, and, and not necessarily acknowledging that. So I think it's fair to say I could be wrong. Like I could be wrong. I guess, I guess this is more of a political statement than it is necessarily about the movie. I, I'm very exhausted by the divisive rhetoric oh, across yeah. the entire political spectrum. And so it could be that I brought that into me when I like in with me when I was experiencing the movie right. and said, man, this feels really, really divisive and I'm just kind of over it. So you're probably yeah. right. And maybe I'm putting some stuff on it. So I just think it's no. fair to acknowledge that point. Well, and let me clarify, like that point wasn't to be like, Doug, you're wrong. Like, no, 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 I, I, know just, I just wanted to share how I felt about it. Cause I, I just, I just think it's, I want to, I am trying to give, like the the i really want to give sasha baron cohen like benefit of the doubt on some of this stuff right. Right? Sure. Yeah. like for particular parts of this i've already spoke to the parts that i didn't like and i did not <laughs> um and so i do i do you know i just want to bring that up as something to think about i don't think there's a right or wrong here like oh I think sure yeah that's fair perspectives and colliding and i think right that's what part of the movie's trying to do is spark these conversations and how we feel about them and um yeah and some of them are uncomfortable oh yeah <laughs> and, for sure right absolutely. that's that's the point um, right exactly and you're right and that you're absolutely right that is the point of the humor is to say you are you're uncomfortable with this so we need you to sit in it and experience it right and maybe talk about it with some other people and kind of figure out what you do with it now so entirely yep. appreciate that um 
other things maybe um, about this particular movie that stood out as like bad that we haven't already touched on? Brian, you got awkward one? Transi- awkward transition. I, I apologize. So before we talk about ugly, about how we like, I, I don't, I'm just making a segment. I'm going to do it here. I talked about this in the text chat. Do that shit, Brian. We're going to take a knee with me. Take a knee with Brian. So just oh, pretend right, you're on like right, a really a big football field and I'm a coach and I got a hat and whistle. And you just, you're all done with practice and you come sit down all right, or Brian. take a knee. Um, yeah, that's what in. I'm calling this segment. Take a knee. Um, so we got to talk about Rudy Giuliani. I don't know what category it goes into. Yeah. It, it, it's not, I don't like, I'm flabbergasted that this happened. If you're not familiar with the scene, essentially Maria Bakalova poses as an international reporter, mm-hmm. very clearly flirts with Rudy Giuliani mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. things happen that they go to a separate room after the interview. He states he wants a drink They're they're like i don't know how you would describe it post interview activities they're taking off mics and like he's whatever. trying to help her according to the way he describes it <sighs> he was trying to assist her in taking her microphone off y- yeah um when the so fuck did that happen that doesn't that's not what it looks like to me and this Dude. movie came out the same week as everything that happened with jeffrey tubin and if you're not familiar with tubin this man exposed himself on a zoom call he did not know he had his man parts out <laughs> For lack of a better term, and did he not know? I mean, we who knows? Anyway. He was suspended from the New Yorker. That's a different. That's a different podcast. Yeah, it is. Um. So here's my here's my take on you with Brian moment. Hey guys, bring it in, ladies. Maybe skip ahead thirty seconds, but you can feel free to listen. But gents, I, I don't about your man stuff when other people are around if they don't want you to. Um. Just. Full stop. So, like, say you're Rudy Giuliani, you're in the situation, and hey, I'm uncomfortable. Don't go digging in your pants. Um, <sighs> don't do that. Nope. Don't do yeah. that. Nope. Like, yeah. just don't, don't do don't, that. I don't know how else to say it, but don't, don't not ask for ID. Didn't that? Didn't did not want to ask for an ID. I, no. I, no. Didn't, didn't clarify shit. Like, just nope. like even if you're on a Zoom call, don't do that. Like, just wait till the Zoom call's done and go take care of your business. Just don't do it. That's it. That's taking me with Brian. Like, just do that stuff, not <laughs> on a that, Zoom spit, call, you know, or with someone else in the room shit, that doesn't Brian. know you're doing it. That's it. Taking me with Brian. Don't just, do that. That's yeah, all. Just don't. The more this is, that's definitely a more you know moment. But it's sad that we have to give you your more than no, the more you know moment like, is keep your goddamn balls in your pants. Like it's sad that that has keep to be. Keep some fucking professional. Let's, let's really talk about it. Right. Keep some fucking professionalism about yeah. yourself. If you're right. there to do an interview, just because somebody throws you a couple compliments doesn't mean reaching your fucking pants, Rudy, and start pulling and like and trying to like handle it. Like what are you talking about? You don't check You'll for talk. an ID. You don't ask for consent. You say that you were adjusting yourself. But guess what, buddy? You wouldn't have to adjust yourself if you never put your hands down there in the first place. I don't give a fuck. I don't give no fucks about whatever the excuse is. You nasty fucker. I I don't understand what the hell is going on. Like, nope. That's the thing that kills me first, right? If I go to Car Bar, which is a bar in town, I typically ask for IDs. If, If I go out or something like that, I have to ask people, how old are you? What year were you born? Nobody ever asks. So if you did go through with this, then you would she would have admitted that she's 15 which okay she's not really 15 but if she right. was 15 right because rules are different like internationally or whatever you know like the, the people live the, the um what's the word i'm looking for the um lifestyles are sure. different 
know what I'm saying? And so, um, you, you just you you're just nasty. You're, yes. you're nasty. Yeah. Well, and the and the other thing is is remember he doesn't know that. I mean, the perceived yep. nature of all of this is that he doesn't know that she's of age. And up until that point, the plot of the movie is she's 15 years old, so we have to assume that she still is. Right. Second. I don't know many men who lie down flat on a bed Ugh, and pull their pants up sick. six Come inches on. to adjust themselves. I can adjust myself yeah. like with all but- of my clothes on <laughs> yes. and it's not an issue. No one needs to do that. So I, I just, this whole thing of like, I was adjusting myself again. It's sorry. You got, sorry. You got caught trying to have sex with a 15 year old. Yeah maybe don't like, do that anymore and it just reinforces this feeling of like wow men like get your what stuff together this lady threw you a few compliments and a touch on the knee and you're like all right it's time but, also, wants to see my but dick, even right? but even if but even if when they did go in the room because it, it did look like she was touching him and helping him with his zipper or whatever the case may be right right even then nobody asked oh, are you okay do you right. want to do this Hey, you know, I want to make sure you didn't ask that one question. Your initial reaction was, hey, I'm just going to we're just going to do this this way. Right. Yep. And remember, he walks into that room not to bring up the covid issue. He brings walks into that room, takes off his mask and starts coughing and says, no, no, guys, I'm fine. It's okay." Oh, that's right. Like, What the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, And these are people in the cabinet, and 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 that's mm, that's gonna get political. Never mind. Well, so, I mean, so, the movie is inherently political, and I, I mean, he's the. I think I, I think I've already let that lawyer. Jack out of that box. It's just so weird to me. It's it's just so the cabinet is very weird to me. The the from the vice president, although we didn't see a lot of like mm, negative no. light around him, right? But like still, when they walked in and he was dressed like the KKK, I feel like nobody really budged. Maybe that's oh, just my black. Nobody mind. said anything. Like almost that... like, they almost budged because it's like, hey, it's not that day. That day is Thursday. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? But nobody really budged to be like, hey, that's not fucking funny. Don't do that. I right. I was I couldn't believe that they just they had footage of that and no one confronted him. Right. Nobody just, said a damn thing. It, Nobody said it, anything. I mean, there were a couple of like cuts to shocked faces, but they right. weren't. They didn't seem that shocked. Like, but not and not even one person went up to that him and was like, "Hey, like, what are you doing? This is bad." Like, none, right. none of that happened. At least what we saw. But he got pretty far in there unencumbered. Like, I feel like that's a really good thing to point out. Um, yeah. It, yeah so in any case i just i needed to get that i needed to say that because like i don't if there's men listening to this and they don't know that and you're like why are people mad at rudy that's why don't do it right it's the same reason why people are mad at jeffrey tubin yes you you claimed that it was an accident that no because what i wrote in my notes is he was definitely getting ready to pull that hog out oh like he was it's awful and i i mean again i'm sharing my brian's dead now i like i'm sharing my notes with what i wrote down but that's like if there's intentionality there like don't tell me like oh i didn't know that i was i didn't know that my video wasn't turned off that's why you were able to see my stuff on the zoom that implies you thought it was turned off mm-hmm. and you were just sitting there without pants on. I mean, yeah. bold, bold move, Cotton. Bold yeah. move. Please wear but, pants during Zoom meetings. I don't know how low well, the bar needs to well, be, folks. Well, you know. I mean, like, to well, make sure other people don't on. see right. stuff. Yes, yes. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, just be careful. But also, I'm going to say this about the bad, and maybe this will be the last one, but I don't know. No, that's, that's fine. My, my thing with the bad is let's highlight the nasty fuckers a little bit more as opposed to the drawn-out, unnecessary comedy that we could have done without. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the doctor saying, hey, if you're – if your father wasn't here, I would have made a pass at you. How much at the, at the debutante? How much right. do you think that my daughter's worth? Five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, like all of these passes, and we're not going to like sit in that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. Or the phrase "That's what we love here in the South." Pretty girls, they are fun. Yes. <sighs> yes. Gross. Yes. I wrote after that. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Fucking dis- and I- the daughter like looks at him, looks at one of the guys when he says like, "How much is your daughter worth?" And she's like, "Like ew! Like what are you like? What right, are you talking right. about?" That because yeah. again, the purpose of the debutante ball is to teach ladies how to act like courtly and ladylike based on misguided centuries old standards that shouldn't exist anymore. That's a right. different podcast of my critique of debutantism, <laughs> but like. <laughs> The purpose of that is to get people to act polite and yes. to be Which, like pr- to be a little bit proper, to be wealthy and white. Like that's what you're trying to do. And here you're talking about like how much is your daughter worth? Think about they're saying that about each other's daughters. Right. Like just because right. they're saying it about his daughter, yeah. they're not like being like, oh, let's haze the new guy and say his daughter's worth 500 yeah. grand. That means yeah. when they're having a scotch by themselves later, Ugh. they're fucking saying that shit. Somebody's thinking gross. that shit. Yeah, yeah that's fucking and disgusting. I, I, like, oh my gosh. Okay, I promise. Last thing. Like the moment <laughs> when they went into the cake shop and he was like, hey, can you write like this super anti-Semitic statement yes. on this cake? And the and lady didn't bat an eye. Yeah. And I was like, just fucking oh. did it. Oh. Yep. She wrote okay. the Jews will not replace us with yeah. smiley faces. I, yeah, with I, smiley faces. And I feel I, I and I bring this up not to just be like, oh, my gosh, I bring it up because I feel like it's also a case in point of what you're talking about, Marcus. I'm just like they spent like maybe 30 seconds with that, mm-hmm. but we spent how many minutes a with... minute of you doing a period dance yes right like which i get the shock value i get the absurdist humor i get it but right i feel like if you're gonna roast these people like act like Ugh. just do it then yeah like and Agreed. tell them why that's bad or like point this out i i just i feel like there's a little bit of an irresponsibility thing of being like hey do this really bad thing okay mm-hmm. bye Yes, it exposes it, but I right. feel like it just it leaves me with a weird feeling of like, did no one like confront them about yeah. this? Like, yeah. right? Like, that's they all. don't have to sit there and atone for any of it. Yeah, no. It's dropping a it's dropping a grenade and then walking out. Yep. I, and I, yeah. Okay. And if you're hoping that people learn their lessons just from watching the film and seeing themselves, I don't right. think that's going to cut it. They didn't do it the first time. No, no. <laughs> no. This no, was the same. No, like no, again, no, this no. anti-Semitic point is he made that point with it. Like, I mean, he's been on tape speaking to a crowd saying like the point of Borat was to point out how comfortable people are with anti-Semitism. Yeah. They didn't learn their lesson the fucking first time. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to, I mean, clearly it's been what, what did we say? 14, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I mean, they, they, you got, you're going to have to start doing a more frequent refresher <laughs> on why anti-Semitism is bad, bad in order right? for people, these people to really learn it. And, and it should be in the language more. It. it should be in our language more. Yeah. So, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Let's get to the ugly. Um, the, 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 what we would change, um, gentlemen, what would you change about this particular movie? If you were in the driver's seat and doing the satire yourself, <laughs> Oh, Doug, 
I mean, Brian. Marcus and I have gone first for our okay. <laughs> appropriate banners. Do you do you want to lead us off for? Yes, the I would love to. Um, I would. I, I think, to be honest with you, I would do exactly what we've kind of said this whole time, which is I would spend less time doing the like like 30 seconds can you build me can you can i buy this cage from you to put my daughter in i can mm-hmm. great bye like i would do less of that and more of this like let's let's pick a direction that you want to put like let's pick a target for your satire and not take the so- shotgun approach which is like load it up fire it and whoever it hits they're the person who's wrong like Mm -hmm. let's try to direct this a little bit more and say the point of my satire for the second borat movie is to show how a divisive american political structure makes them a weaker country fuck yeah i can get behind that all day long but there's something about this that like, I mean, it just feels like he took the shotgun approach and just sort of said like anybody who gets in my way is a victim and it is what it is. And I just, I think that's what I would do differently. That's fair. I think yeah. that's really fair. Um, I think for me, Doug, Doug already hit on one point for me, the thing that I would do different in the director chair, but maybe be more behind the scenes is letting these people know immediately after we're done filming with them what exactly this was with a clear with a clear example of what the purpose of this film is. Right. It's not just a comedy, but we want to do this and this is why we selected you to be a part of this and we thank you and you're going to be fully compensated for being a part of this journey. Agreed. That is that is going to be my my that is going to be my adjustment is doing people right when you've done them when you've exposed them in a different light including the other side including the republicans including because although i may not agree with your mindset and your philosophies and 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 a lot of the ideologies that come with it also shout out to just exposing blind patriotism just want to say yeah um blind patriot blind patriotism is a thing and just supporting something so wildly that you would the wildest shit could come out of any leader's mouth and you support it because you just follow it to the T with no questions asked. That is dangerous as fuck, not only to you, but the people around you. So I just want to put that in there. Wholeheartedly Um, agree with that. Yes. But that is, that's really the thing I would change is like the behind the scenes thing and making sure that you do right by people. If you're going to use them to make a point, especially Mm -hmm. knowing how much the first one made really quickly before we go to Brian, I mean, $262 million worldwide with an $18 million budget and you can't compensate, you know, the one shining spot in the movie and the one glimmer of hope for our like terrible society. Right. Like you can't compensate her so much so that people have to start a go fucking fund me, like to get her the compensation she deserves. Come on, man. Like, and if you got a plan to recall, and and if you had a plan to, to compensate her, then God damn it. Then let them know you will be compensated. But yes. she didn't even give a fuck about the money. She was just felt bad because you just took advantage of these people. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, damn. Right. Yeah. I want to back up both things. Doug and Marcus said I would make similar changes. I think I would definitely take out that synagogue scene. It would just not yeah. happen. There's a, yeah. there's a better way to talk about some of those things without causing harm to people. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other things I would do is uh, I already talked a little bit about this earlier, but I would really focus in on 
making Maria Bakalova more of the main protagonist of this and having Borat in more of a supporting role, I think it was, I think basically the time should have been flipped. Like I think, Mm -hmm. I think Maria should have been given more of a chance to do her own. Mm -hmm. You could have taken a very different focus where, and we've talked a little bit about this, I guess for me and my vision, you could make it about all of these folks in the U S that are like that feel different aspects of oppression. Um, and they did it a little yeah. bit with women. They kind of touched on it. I feel like in this movie yeah. with women a little bit, but they could have gone more. I and I feel like social, like the social media influencer, Brian, like she yes. was really the, like, you have mm-hmm. to put, portray yourself as something. Oh people my gosh. Will like I forgot all about her mm-hmm. and I'm upset again. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, her depiction of what it meant to be a woman in today's time was it was sad. Yeah, and, and and to think that that is granted, you could do what you want to as a woman, and I as a man have no place to tell you what to do. Right. But like, but to think that you you're telling this 15 year old that you have to be weak, women yep. cannot be strong. As and a father, as a father of a daughter, that troubled me. Like, yes. To no end. Yes. Right. And as, and as, as a big brother. That's yep. that's something that I would never ever tell Mia. No. I would never tell you. Never in a million years. Man. In fact, I, I would, would tell yeah. you, fuck them. And <laughs> and if they don't, if they can't handle you, then they don't deserve you. Agreed. You don't need to be handled. I mean, yeah, I, like I just feel like I was picking up some of that in the film. I was like, wow, that's mm-hmm. actually there's something here, and it's yes. you, and you're using the same format, and then it just like it fell off when the plot was like she went away, and I was like, oh, this is like the best part of the movie like i don't know how i feel about this now so i would have just given her more freedom to do what she wanted to do and go with a different narrative whatever that is i put forth an idea but i think there's more there and i feel like there's more there to uncover and and talk about within maybe that theme with her as the lead that's all i would that's what i would and i and, and brian i think she could have used satire in this movie to talk about how women are treated and viewed within our society in a very similar way to the way that he did it with his first film and some of his anti-Semitism stuff. He could have, that was such a missed opportunity. So I think you are like spot on with that. I think that that is, I think that's the one to go with. So, well, um, and I, and I want to clarify too, like you can do both. You can focus on anti-Semitism and, and oh, yeah. too. like, I right. feel like there's so many creative ways you could have built yep. this. Um, so I appreciate you saying that. Right. Um, any other final thoughts on this movie before we tell people where, how they can watch it? Anything that was left on the table? No. The only thing that I'll, the only thing that I want to bring up that I think was left on the table is again, I want to reiterate Marcus's point from the beginning when we jumped into the critique this is a comedy it is designed to poke fun at the deepest darkest portions of ourselves about how ridiculous they are and i think that there are some genuinely funny moments of this movie Mm -hmm. like at the very end do you realize that they made like a Kevin Spacey? Do you, did you guys pick up? Yeah, on the Kevin Spacey. Oh yes, I thought that it, was yeah. just fucking. Was hyster- I thought that was hysterical. Tasteful. So I thought, it was kind of tasteful. So I it, thought, it was rough, like, but yeah, I picked, I got what they were doing. So that there was, I mean, those are those. I think that that's where you see some of the like the really funny moments of that. So again, this is a comedy. We get the humor, we understand it, but what we've just talked about is just some of the ways in which that humor maybe was misapplied or misused. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the big point is, is this movie is available on Amazon Prime. So if you have a Prime membership, it's free for you to watch. As far as whether or not it's worth the cost of admission, I mean, I I think given the nature of its buzz that it's getting from a news segment and a news cycle of where we're at, it's worth checking out. Is it a must watch? I don't think it's a must watch. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, if you're curious to see what they're talking about with Rudy Giuliani, or if you're curious to see what they're talking about with this, um, with the scene, with the, the fact that, uh, that Sasha Baron Cohen is getting sued. Like if you're curious to see and hear more about it, check it out. But if mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, I got to sit down and watch that. I, I don't think that that's a factual statement. I agree. Others. I, I mean, it's I don't know. It's hard for me to recommend this movie because it can be upsetting. I did genuinely have some like really good laughs in this from other parts oh, of it, sure. like some of the more slapstick stuff and some of the more like absurd stuff. Um, yeah. I just feel like if you're if, if you need something cathartic because maybe you're angry or you you just whatever, I could see someone liking this movie. Oh yeah. If it is like Saturday night and you're cruising your queue. I would not recommend this. <laughs> no, there's other there's other stuff out there that I feel like can be a little bit more of that for you. So, um, cool. I feel like watch it. Um, I feel like watch it so that you can get a, a perspective. Sure. I'm not going to say it's the yeah. right one. I'm not going to say it, it's the only one. But I do want you to watch it to get a perspective. There are as 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 idiotic and as disgusting as it may seem. There are very much so people that think and feel the way that he is portraying. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important to remember that when he walked into that that synagogue, um, that there are people that really imagine Jewish people in that community in that manner. Right. And you have to remember that. And to that point and to your point, like that whole scene with the rally in Washington yeah, I mean, reading over my notes, one of my notes is this is scary because Sasha Baron Cohen is acting and the people who are in there are not. Nope. No, nope. like nope. there are people who nope. generally go to those rallies and call coronavirus the Wuhan flu. And that mm-hmm. for, for top to bottom, wherever you land, that type of rhetoric is dangerous. Like so, again, I think it's an I agree with you, like it's from an awareness perspective of like when you read about these people in the news or you see an article come through and you're like, there's no way people could actually think that way. Nah, man, they do. And like, Mm -hmm. you kind of need to be aware of it. So, um, yeah, cool. Well, let's move ourselves over into closing this bad boy out again. We've been touching on, um, Time to vote, y'all. Know what I mean, it is. It's, so, it's Marcus, this is your plug. Yes. Ah, listen, everybody, we have no games to play no more. Okay, listen, we we it's time to vote. I think the next time that we hear from you, we'll be closer to voting, or it'll be that time. I mean, we'll record after the election has happened. So yep. this is it. This is it, and next time it will be a uh, news episode, and, and you know, I don't know what my mood is going to be, but all I can tell you is vote if you haven't, uh, make sure your friends vote, make sure you do your part, um, 
listen, this ain't meant to be a downer. This is like we just giving our perspective. I love y'all. I really do appreciate y'all. We need each other in these times, and regardless of what happened, we are going to be here to give it to you raw and in living color. You know what I mean? So that's kind of all I got. Don't forget to continue to follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. And we are here for you. Don't you ever forget that. Absolutely. Brian, what do you got? What are you plugging? You know what? I just want to follow up with Marcus. Vote if you are listening to us. We release this on Friday. If it is before Tuesday, November 3rd, make a plan. Go vote. It is not It is not something that is far away from you. If you need help and voting resources, tweet at our account. At yeah. Black and White. We will Hell help yeah. you. We will help you figure yeah, this out. Sure. I do this already for my day job. I already help people figure this out. So I have resources. We have resources. So make a plan. Know how you're going to vote. If you need to drop off a ballot, find where that box is. Know who to ask. Make a plan because this is the time. And if you watched this movie and you maybe agreed or disagreed with us and this got energy in you, use that and vote and use your voice. Absolutely. That was fire, Brian. That was absolutely fire. Um, I I am going to steal something that I heard um, and jump on the bandwagon of these other two Vote for whatever your whatever your vision of the country is. If it's if it's different than mine, great. But everybody has been given this right to vote, and I would really love it if all of you would use it um, because we need your voice is important, regardless of what that voice is, and regardless of who does or doesn't agree with it. Just exercise that right to vote. I'm not going to hammer it too much. From a films in black and white perspective, I cannot say thank you enough to everybody who has listened thus far. Um, we are recording this on Wednesday, and we're we're dropping it on October 30th, and I think by the time that this drops, we will have reached a thousand listens. So I cannot thank everybody enough. This was something we kind of started on a whim, and it has gained so much momentum. It's because you all have welcomed us into wherever you listen to your podcasts. So again, keep sharing us, keep repping us. Um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week with a film, with a news review episode. And in the meantime. The most important thing that you can do if you are going to stand in a long polling line is to make sure (laughs) that you are able to be around other people. And the best way to do that is to grab your Mm -hmm. soap and Mm -hmm. grab some type of cloth, Mm -hmm. get up into it, and just wash your ass. Make sure it's clean. You're going to be around other people. You're going to be touching a pen when you're filling out a ballot. Is it really fair for you to have a stinky ass when you're going to touch a pen? Probably not. You know, and remember, you could be standing outside where it's hot while you stand in line, drink some water, and while you're at it, bring a book. You could be there for a little while while you wait. Because so voter suppression is real. And yeah, it should exactly. Be you know, yes, just it is. do it. Just do what you got to do, but just wash your ass and make sure that you're able to exist around other people without a, a stench following you around like pig pen from the peanuts. Um. Anyway, that's all that I have for you all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all, and we will catch y'all next week.